Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Rat. You you have some some of the top prospects, guys that you that we've heard their names of, but now we're put, we're sort of folding them in in a little bit different context because they're actually going to be playing in major league games against major leaguers, trying to make major league teams. Start wherever you want, uh, but I know these these names you're going to say are going to excite people because they excite people. Right. We got right. Yeah, I mean, everybody we're talking about here is a consensus top 10 prospect in the game or, or will be by the time lists are updated. Um, the one I'll start with is number one is Jackson Holiday, uh, because something we haven't talked about yet are the prospect promotion incentives. Uh, you know, service time used to be a concern and it still is if a guy's not going to be the opening day on the opening day roster. But if he is and he wins rookie of the year, you get an extra draft pick. You get a draft pick at the end of the year, which the Orioles just went through. Gunnar Henderson, rookie of the year in the American League. He earned them a, a pick at the end of the first round. The D-backs, the same thing with Corbin Carroll. So if you're looking at Jackson Holiday, the number one prospect in baseball, climbed four levels last year, went from single A to triple A in his first full season out of high school, played really well at every level, didn't look overly challenged at triple A, grew into that, to that level. And you think, okay, I know we have a lot of infield options through the Orioles. They have tons of them. Like Gunnar Henderson is a shortstop or a third baseman, but they have Joey Ortiz. They have Jordan Westberg. They have, you go on down the list, they have really good prospects. Connor Norby is a second baseman who could be major league ready. Jorge Mateo. Like when you look at that roster, none of them, except for maybe Gunnar Henderson, has the ceiling of Jackson Holiday. Hmm. So if you think this is a guy who has attacked every level really well, can adjust, has been around the game since he was born. He was been, he's been in major league dugouts and clubhouses with his father. Like nothing's going to shock him about the major league level. He's not going to op- walk into a clubhouse and get big eyed. Yeah. You consider starting him on opening day. Now, if he hits a buck 50 in spring, like that argument's going to be tougher to make. 
but he has every capability of winning rookie of the year if he gets a full 162 game season because of his hit tool, because he's a pretty good runner, because the power is going to play and it's going to increase as he gets stronger as the year goes on. That's that's a battle I'm I'm really excited to watch because that would be huge for him to make an opening day roster for a team that it's actually competitive. This is not him just like, hey, we've been saving this spot for you for a long time. This is him earning a spot on a team that has World Series aspirations. Well, a, a couple things. Number one is that it will be interesting to see. Well, first of all, this guy, to your point, every level he has gone, it's it's been the same. I mean, maybe AAA a little bit down, but not down where where he's hitting a hundred one ninety. Like right. he's still excelling. He's still excelling his brief time there. When he got called up to Double A, I think that was the eye opening one, right? Oh, you know, he's going to Double A, and we've seen other prospects really take their lumps out of the gate. And even a guy like Jordan Lawler, who made it to the major leagues, it, you know, it took him a little bit. You know, he started. I believe he started a year at Double A. But yeah. he was okay. But it wasn't like it wasn't like Jackson Holiday. So the expectation is my expectation is that off of what we've seen in this kid, I don't know how he will would do in the first month of a major league season. But I have a pretty good idea. He'll do really well in spring training. I think that's my. Yeah. Well, he also was in. That was one of my big moments from last year was I, I went to Orioles spring training again. I was on the golf side and I also caught a few Orioles games because that's just how the schedule winded up. And he was usually traveling because he was the new guy, but he was in major league camp. They had him around like they they believed enough in him as the number one overall pick in 2022. Like I get it, but he was still coming out of high school. Normally those guys don't show up until weeks later. They wanted him in that environment. Um, so they've trusted him since day one and he's answered the bell every time. So when it comes to and when it comes to how that looks on the Orioles, like you said, put them at shortstop. I think one of the good things is that, as you said, they're established. They they have a good team. They have a good team around him. It's not like you have to say, "Here, go hit leadoff or or hit third and go go be fantastic." Remember, Gunnar Henderson was bad the first month. It's a, it's kind of amazing he won Rookie of the Year. As bad as he was, I remember interviewing him. I think it was, you know, it was early on, and I kind of felt bad. I felt bad because I'm like, you know, I'm talking about you being this hot shot, and you're hitting like a hundred. So, but my point is, is that the Orioles can carry him while he figures things out, even if he's not good. Yeah, I mean, he only needs to hit eighth or ninth, and he won't be there very long. But I think that's the story of rookies the last few years. You look at Adley Rutschman, even before Gunnar Henderson, the year before, he really struggled coming out of the gate when he first made the major leagues. Bobby Witt Jr. was not a great rookie uh, for a while there. Now he there's talk about him maybe being in an MVP discussion because of his power and speed and, and defense improving at, at shortstop. These really, really talented guys, they figure it out. And we we've seen that. The last few years, the jump from AAA to the majors, I think, has never been bigger. Um, and part of that is coming off the pandemic when the major league guys were humming along and still playing and guys coming up didn't have that uh, minor league experience because of the canceled season. But the really good ones get there eventually. And and it might not take very long for Jackson Holiday, but it could take a little bit of time. And the Orioles are deep enough to cover. Him. How is Holiday's defense in your eyes? Because that's it's, a big part of this. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's not like his best tool, 
by any means. It's it's definitely an offense first uh, position, but I think he is good enough to play short, and then the bat is good enough there that he's going to be really, really good value for such a premium position. All right. All right. I mean, this even before you said this, and even before people listen to this, which is going to excite people, but even before that, like this is this is going to be one of the things in spring training. He was going to be he's going to be in the crosshairs because he was in the crosshairs all last year. He, everyone knew his name, and then they continue to know his name even more as the year went on. And all of a sudden, people like the shiny new objects. Well, in spring training, like, along with some of the other names you're going to mention, Jackson yeah. Holiday is the shiniest of new objects for baseball fans, even more so than last year. Right. Right. Yeah. And and considering how young he is. I mean, it's just a whole nother level. And, and you know, I've I've long been waiting for the Orioles to ter- take that turn into contention. They certainly did it last year. And this is just another nail in that of them. Imagine Gunnar Henderson and uh, Jackson Holiday on the left side of your infield for for years yeah. and years to come. That's, that's you, scary for everybody else. And as you said, by the way, they also have like eight second basemen who they're, they can yeah, right. call up. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I want to... What well, that's note to self. I want to re re loop with Buck Britton, one of the the uh, ha- the happiest men on earth, who is the Triple <laughs> A manager. Great guy, Zach Britton's brother, and uh, and just managing that team is just looks incredible. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I. Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.